Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. My name is Bryce Zaliski alongside Taylor Lattimore. First episode post-Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, it was a great uh, great game, honestly. Uh, we're going to get into that as well as some quarterback drama, mostly around um, Taylor's Indianapolis Colts. Once again, shocker, I know. Um, Whatever. It's not drama. <laughs> Okay. Um, Russell Wilson or something will go. My uh, my my wish has come true. Uh, Ben Simmons is now adios. James Harden is now a Sixer, so we're gonna get to that mega blockbuster deal as well as some post NBA trade deadline uh, power rankings as we head into the home stretch of the NBA regular season. But first and foremost, Taylor, uh, uh, like I said to for our listeners, this is sports with the Z and a T. We are sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone supply in Troy and saving face barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, super bowl 56. The Rams are super bowl champions. And it's kind of one of those things like they better be super bowl champions. I mean, they're the team that went all in to make this happen. It was a lot Closer of a game than I think a majority of the people expected. I thought there was a glimmer of hope for me. I really thought the Bengals were going to pull it out. Um, Matthew Stafford had his career-defining moment, pulling the Rams onto a game-winning drive, leaving only a minute and a half left for Joe Burrow and company to try to come back, and they could not. Um, overall, though, a very good game. I know some people are saying it didn't have that like defining moment, mm-hmm. but – the all in all, two drives were pretty right. Defined. All, all in all, this was a very good quality uh, Super Bowl that had everybody interested to the very end. Yeah, exactly, and that's all I really wanted, uh, regardless of outcome. Obviously, I wanted to win some money, which I successfully did. But um, other than that, I just wanted it not to be a blowout because those are the worst Super Bowls. Even I'll take a defensive, low-scoring Rams Patriots Super Bowl over like the Broncos Seahawks, which I turned off. After the first quarter, it was over. Like, after the first play, basically, when they threw it over Manning's head, that, it was it. That was it. It's over. It's a wrap. Um, but this game, yeah, it was nice. It was – and I know that everyone complained kind of about the officiating towards the end. The last Rams drive, they got some help with some calls that they weren't calling earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, if you look at it on the other side, Bengals got a very big missed call early on in the game with that, uh, the holding of the face mask on Ramsey that led directly to a 75-yard T. Higgins touchdown. So I think it kind of just – I know it was the last drive as opposed to earlier in the game, but I think it evens it out pretty much. And when to, it came down to it, you had a chance, and Aaron Donald made a play. To For me, uh, the refing, I, I was on board with what they were doing until the second half, really. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where letting them play was kind of getting out of hand. Yeah. And they simply weren't caught in. And then to to f- go with that whole idea of letting them play for about 58 and a half minutes, only to flip a switch and call very ticky-tacky penalties in the final two minutes of the game, I had a little bit of an issue with that. But, I, I mean, there was missed calls on each side, and, and I don't think this game came down to any flag. Um, where some big plays were attributed to some penalties, but other than that, I don't think you know we're sitting here looking at the Super Bowl, looking at any particular penalty and saying that define the game. Yeah. However, you know this victory, like I said, provided at least short-term validation for the Rams' all-in approach. Um, the club having traded a slew of draft picks to acquire Stafford, he's the difference maker that led them to a Super Bowl championship in his first year. And I mean the argument could be made that that kind of solidifies Matthew Stafford as a hall of fame quarterback. I, I think most people are, all, are on board with that uh, resume. Not Richard Sherman. <laughs> um, outside of those tweets. Richard Sher- I don't know. You, did you see Richard Sherman's tweets about uh, Stafford being in the hall of fame? He went off about it saying like that he wasn't like worthy of it yet or whatever. Um, yeah. so, I mean, citing that he, he's never been all pro or whatever, and he's never won an MVP or whatever. He's like, he puts up good numbers and then he got a Super Bowl. But I mean, when you play in Detroit, there's, there's only so much you can do. And right. I think he did the most with what he had. Yeah. I, I think Stafford really, I, I, I have always liked Stafford, even when he was in Detroit. And I yeah. think he deserves, deserved a, a hell of a lot more than what he was given throughout his career and Detroit 
gave him that opportunity, sent him out to the Rams, and he took full advantage of it in one year. I mean, we, we see now the past two years teams that have gone out, and, and I'm, we're going to get to this after the, we talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, but the past two teams that have won the Super Bowl have gone out the offseason prior and acquired uh, all-pro caliber veteran quarterback. And keep that thought on the back burner because we're going to get back to that. I, I think – that that's kind of one of the themes. Now it's not going to happen every year, but it's one of the themes of the NFL in today's day and age. Um, but it wasn't just Stafford. You know, they went out and acquired Von Miller. They went out and brought in Odell Beckham Jr. And let me tell you, Odell Beckham Jr. was on his way to being the MVP of that game until he yeah. tore his ACL. I was sick to my side. A lot of my parlays had OBJ going for like over 80 yards and he was well on his way the one that i um, won i had him at 50 and he had 52 when he went down i had one that like, i just i had um, one it was a boost that he had 50 um yeah. and he had to get 50 or more oh the rams would have i think the rams would have blown out the bengals had he stayed on obj they, they, they very much struggled without him i mean what what happened what really happened in that game was all the attention was towards cooper cup obviously and the Bengals just don't have the talent outside of really Mike Hilton in that secondary. I mean, we saw Eli Apple struggle mightily mm-hmm. um, in that game. And I think a lot of people are happy to see that. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, Odell was doing whatever he wanted. It was, a, it, was it was kind of like a good for him moment. He was doubting those yeah, haters sure. um, showing up in the big light when given the opportunity and he was going off. Um, it sucked to see it happen the way it happened, but he did get his ring in the yeah. end. And he scored a touchdown. Know. I mean, he was integral part of the, that first half. And like I said, like it seemed like they would have destroyed the Bengals in the second half. Had they not lost him when they lost him, it, it's devastating for him. I mean, to pull your ACL, the injuries that he's had to deal with as like, you know, I think he tore his Achilles and stuff and, and now he's torn at his ACL and it's, it just sucks. For him, but you do you do feel happy that at least they won, were able to cap it off, and his contribution was not for naught. When you look at one of the really, and let, let's switch sides of the ball here. One of, and we talked about it last week, right? That one of the big outlier matchups to watch is the Rams' pass rush versus the Bengals' offensive line. That's not very good. Seven sacks. I mean, you're not going to get away with that very often the Bengals have been able to do that leading up to this game. But I I mean, seven sacks, that doesn't include the final wrap up by Donald that made the big play that just proved too much for Joe Burrow and the Bengals to overcome Burrow. I mean, he completed 22 of 33 passes, 263 yards. He had that 75 yard bomb to T Higgins that you mentioned earlier. Taylor made no big mistakes, but I I think, Really, what it comes down to is Burrow just did not have enough time in the pocket to allow the big plays to develop, which is what the Bengals predicated themselves on pretty much all year. Now, they they didn't face defenses like the Rams every single week, and that's where you saw a lot of their offense materialize. But when you face a Rams defense that has such a solid pass rush and an even better secondary led, led by Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he made the one mistake, but other than that, I mean, he's very good. Um, it was just too much. And I think if you're looking, I think it's pretty obvious. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out, but the Bengals top priority going into the, into the off season really is just protected Joe Burrow. Because I go back to my point that I made last week and I've made it multiple times on the show that, yeah, Joe Burrow is having a great year. Yeah, Joe Burrow has captured the hearts of Cincinnati and really took that franchise out of the depths of despair and brought them to the Super Bowl. But if you want that feeling to last, and if you want to see Joe Burrow make it back to the Super Bowl and have a different outcome, you got to protect him because if you don't, you're not going to. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know about everyone else who's listening or you, but. I'm, I, my Twitter is full of highlights, obviously, of the Super Bowl. And I've seen that last play, that fourth and one, so many times. And w- I've seen people break it down from, like, all different angles. And the thing about it was, you know, he had, I think it was Uzama. It was either Uzama or Boyd underneath to the left side. 
that would have been a first down. He had Jamar Chase, who had beaten Jalen Ramsey so badly that Jalen Ramsey was on the ground, and Jamar Chase had a wide open field, but he didn't have the time. And that's that's the thing is is you can have. Jamar he was, Chase he was and, wide open. You can have he Jamar broke. Chase and all yep. the weapons in the world, but if you don't have time for your quarterback to get the ball out, then you're not going to win. I and mean, it's a silly I mean, it's a silly argument because Jamar Chase is a big reason why the Bengals got to where they are, but you yep. also have to wonder and we talked about this last week too, and I've heard multiple national analysts talk about this. What happens if you had Matt Matthew Slater or, or Penny Sewell? instead of Jamar Chase. You still have pretty good weapons and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, C.J. Zoma, and Joe Mixon having his best year at the running back position. Does that help the offensive line enough to allow Burrow some more time? Obviously, that's hindsight. That's not, you know, that's not a realist. It's, like I said, it's a little silly, but it's something yeah. to think about. Like, look, you can have all the weapons in the world. If you don't have time, like we saw, Taylor, I, I mean, Jamar Chase was open. I mean, any quarterback, I mean, we could have sat there and watched Carson Wentz make that completion. But, we could have like, made that completion if, if, if we had the time. Like, if we had the time. Wide but open. Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, he uh, more times than not in that game, he looked up from getting the ball from the snap and Eric Donald's in his face. You know, Von Miller's in his face. He He's rolling out left. He's rolling out right. He's trying to pull a Michael Vick, trying to find time. And, I mean, as much as we like Joe Burrow, he ain't Michael Vick. He can't make that kind of play, especially on a torn ACL, and then especially spraining his knee late in the mm-hmm. game as well. I mean, that further limited his mobility. Uh, it's something like the sprain. I mean, the sprain knee brings up all brings up our point, and you know, puts the emphasis on it. You gotta protect this kid, or you're not. Go- you're gonna break him. You are going to break Joe Burrow. You and I have seen it time and time again with quarterbacks in this league. Taylor, you have witnessed it with Andrew Luck. I have witnessed mm-hmm. it with Carson Wentz. Many other fans out there have witnessed it with their quarterbacks. If you do not protect him, you can break him, and that's what the Bengals are. I mean, look, I think Joe Burrow's a stud, and I think he's quickly ascending to being a top-five quarterback in this league, if not more. However, you got to protect the moneymaker that is Joe Burrow. No, yeah, I totally agree. And it, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we can't sit here and say that if Sewell or anyone else no. was there, that that Aaron Donald with a Super Bowl ring nearly on his finger, fourth and one, don't think that he might get through there no matter who's in front of him because he's mm-hmm. arguably the greatest defender of all time. He probably does. There's a good chance he, he can do that again against anyone in the league. You put literally anyone, like Quentin Nelson, he might have been able to still like power through that because he just wanted it so bad and he was right there. You could taste it and he's ferocious. But to your point about injuries. Yeah, exactly. We've seen it with Andrew Luck. It was devastating when Andrew Luck retired. And we, the, the thing that hurt about it the most is that he retired. Like when we got uh, uh, Quentin Nelson, like we had an offensive line, but years upon years upon years of just straight up abuse where he is in Joe Burrow's position where he is getting sacked the most. Out of any quarterback in the league, Carson Wentz sacked the most out of any quarterback in the league. You, It shows. It, it shows in injuries. It shows in poor performance. It shows in nerves. It shows in everything. Like, if you have a guy running at you, like an Aaron Donald or some one of these huge guys, like, even if you don't get hurt, it's getting in your head. Like, you, you just feel like you're rushed always. Even if when you're not rushed, I feel like sometimes just like the motion of the line coming at you, even when you, you don't, they don't break through, you're still rushing yourself mentally. I think that's part of Carson Wentz's problem or what one of his problems in Philly was because, you know, like he's just always on the run from his life. And I don't want that for Burrow. I hope they uh, invest in this. I mean, the Eagles had one of the better offensive lines in all of football, but the year he was exposed, yeah, the Eagles offensive line was a revolving door. I mean, mm-hmm. they had so many injuries and then you can't help injuries. But I mean, when you're having practice squad guys that you're introducing yourself to uh, to the guys in front of you before practice and say, okay, let's get ready for a game next week. I mean, you're you're not going to have much success. Yeah. Um, The injuries aside, though, like, you know, the problem for the Bengals is they just need to, like, invest like multiple high draft picks or free agent money into their offensive line. Like you have the weapons now you have them. So while you have them spend a little money 
where it counts and protect him. And Joe Burrow can have another great year. And the, and the Bengals at least can have an elite offense that we know. Cause we've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Last couple of notes on the Rams winning the Super Bowl here. Uh, Cooper Cup, MVP, eight receptions, 92 mm. yards, and two touchdowns. Obviously a big reason why the Rams won. I mean, really, the I mean, when it came down to it, Matthew Stafford went to the guys that he could trust. And without having OBJ, um, you know, the Cooper Cup was the guy. The safest and, bet I could have made in the Super Bowl was the Cooper Cup, like over 70, 80 yards, whatever you want, and um, any time oh. touchdown score. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, you could have put down that he scored two, and he he did. So, yep. it, but his safest bet in football this year was yep. Cooper Cup getting a touchdown. Cooper Cup uh, being MVP in the Super Bowl was a cherry on top on what truly was a historic season for him at the wide receiver position. Another. Uh, headline to keep an eye on going into the offseason is, I mean, and this was a bomb that was dropped on us by Rodney Harrison about an hour before the game started, was that Aaron Donald, if the Rams won, could be retiring. And now after eight seasons, uh, you know, he is a Super Bowl champion, has a legendary career. Um, is it the last time we see him on the football field? I would be rather surprised knowing that he is only 30 years old knowing that he is still very dominant. Um, yeah. I would truly be surprised if he did retire. Now, I, I think there's a lot of people that go start getting to their 30s and consider it, but they keep coming back. I mean, I'm sure he's going to consider it, but I would have a hard time seeing that the Rams window is so tight, him not gutting it out, gutting it, and I say gutting it out, but um, – you know, playing another year or two. But, I mean, when answering Michelle Tafoya's question after he won, he said, look, I, you know, he's going to be in the moment, uh, you know, but it's something down the line that I will be talking with my family about. And, you know, he does have, I, I believe, three, four kids now. Um, you know, he, he – I, I don't think there's anything else he has to prove. that That's no. for sure. Yeah. Um, but – to see a guy, I mean, to see a guy like that, we saw it with Calvin Johnson. I mean, he had some to prove. I mean, he wanted to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, he didn't because he was in Detroit. But it's kind of another a guy like Megatron where he's in his prime. You just you don't you just wish you don't see a star go like that. But Aaron Donald is on the verge of possibly retiring. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if I would be technically surprised because I mean, what better way to go out? as one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh, defensive player, then your last play being a sack on fourth and one to essentially win the Super Bowl, to put it on ice. Um, that's that's quite a way to go out. And so if he does choose to do it, I understand it. I totally get it, especially because he doesn't have anything else to prove. You could argue that he's the greatest defender of all time, a defensive player, especially, I mean, interior lineman, I think, it, no doubt. Um, it's just whether you put like a guy like, um jt in there but um yeah i i just or else uh, lawrence taylor not jt um but yeah I, I i i wouldn't be surprised but i think the allure of trying to go back to back could be enough to bring him back because i mean if the rams keep what they have i mean odell beckham is a free agent and i think von miller might be too but if they bring back majority of their pieces i think they're gonna lose andrew whitworth because he's gonna retire because he's freaking 40 and he he should definitely uh yeah he is he's most certainly done i mean this is the only thing he had left he had to do um so uh i i I think he might consider coming back to try to run it back but it would be sweet to go out on the last play of your career being the game-winning sack oh absolutely and uh you know, it, it sucks that football's over. Um, not going to lie. It, it, it's been really fun, especially with all our picks and uh, uh, obviously a very exciting postseason and then a very exciting Super Bowl that the Rams won. Um, I, I think that next year is going to be set up for a lot of drama because there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason and we're going to keep you up to date to all of it. And it starts right now. It starts right now with the QB rumor mill. And, uh, you know, this this has been on the verge, you know, for the next 
couple of weeks, you know, we have Russell Wilson. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Um, you, you look at, is Kirk Cousins going to be back with the Vikings? What happens with Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded by the Niners. Where is he going to go? Uh, does Derek Carr stay? Does Tua stay? What happens with Deshaun Watson? Where is he going to go? Now Kyler Murray is <laughs> apparently disgruntled with uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. However... Out of all the things, and I should not be surprised. I shouldn't be. Um, but it still kind of caught me off guard when that little, little notification came across my phone Sunday afternoon as I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl and, you know, putting in all my bets, not thinking of anything. I get this report that the Colts are likely to move on from Carson Wentz after one year. And it was reported uh, by Mort um, and emphasized by the athletic Zach Kiefer, um, emphasized by several outlets out there. Um, this sounds like a marriage that is one year and done. Uh, and look, it, it was not, it, it was, it was not uh, the greatest, um, stretch of seasons for Carson Wentz dating back to 2020 and obviously 2021. Um, but the Colts, uh, before I give my take, which I'm sure you know where it's going to go. Um, <laughs> I mean, is this something that the Colts need to do? It depends on who we can get. I mean, if, if you're trying to trade Carson Wentz for a Jimmy Garoppolo, that doesn't really move the needle for me. I feel like that's more of a lateral move. I mean, Jimmy is at least consistent, I guess. So, so maybe he can make those right throws when we need him to, but he's no, you know, Aaron Rodgers. If we can get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, that's, that's the dream right there that I do with a, in a heartbeat in a heartbeat. I don't care. I have no loyalty to Carson Wentz. Maybe he would have earned that loyalty if he did something, you know, worthwhile, not lose the last two games of the season. Um, but you know, I, Jim Irsay seems like a guy who wants to go for it now. He wants to, he, I don't think he's going to take the Rams route because I don't think Chris Ballard will let him. Um, but if, if it's someone who's like actually going to improve the team's outlook, then I'm all for it. If not, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, then let me just ride with Carson Wentz for another year. I don't care. Maybe he'll be better uh, when he actually has training camp and whatnot, which he didn't have last year. It's 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 incredible. It really truly is. Um, this is. I mean, look first, first and foremost, um, the fact that um, you end the year with season-ending upset losses to the Raiders at home, and then go and face the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars hardly looked the part of a coherent NFL football team or a football team to begin with. Um, and, you know, not only did they lose that game, they got absolutely smacked, um, knocking them out of the playoffs after a nine and six start. This is looking more and more like a massive triumph for Howie Roseman. Um, the Eagles obviously shipped Wentz after the 2020 year, and we know that to the Colts for a third round pick in 2021 and a conditional second that turned into a first um, conventional wisdom was right. That Wentz gets back with Frank Reich, his offensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, And that would kind of recapture the MVP magic that he had during the Eagles Super Bowl run before he tore his ACL. Um, Wentz's final numbers in theory aren't terrible. Um, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He had a 62% uh, percent accuracy and 94.6 passer rating. But it, it was kind of, you got to read in between the lines there. He once, a came, once again came up short in the biggest moments of the entire season. Like I said, the Colts just needed to win one game over a 2-14 and 14 Jaguars team that was a 15-point underdog. Wentz threw for just 185 yards, threw a costly interception, fumbled twice, lost one of them. Um, the Colts essentially learned, and, and Taylor, this is kind of my advice to you, um, and I think you're realizing it. The Colts essentially learned what the Eagles learned. 
and that is whether it's because of injuries or other factors with Carson, um, his unwillingness to accept that he's wrong in certain situations, whether it be his A personality, which has been reported very much that he is very stubborn, doesn't like to be told what he's doing wrong, um, doesn't like to be coached hard. And we that kind of started to come out in Philly, and I started to not believe it. But now that you're seeing it once again, under Frank Reich, the one guy that was supposed to fix him, Wentz just simply is no longer close to being the player who went 11-2 and in 2017. He was third in MVP balloting earned second-team All-Pro honors, put the Eagles in position for their Super Bowl run. If the Eagles didn't have Carson Wentz that year, they weren't winning the Super Bowl. Um, This is a massive fall from grace for Carson Wentz. Of 29 active quarterbacks who have started at least 50 games, Wentz is among only six who have never started and finished a playoff game. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, and Chad Henney are the others. Not exactly the type of company you want to keep when you're owed $15 million um, guaranteed $15 million actually, but another $7 million guaranteed on the first day of the league year next month. If Wentz is still with the Colts, that's why time is ticking and why Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts could be moving on. Yeah, but he also, um, Jim Irsay was, uh, it's been reported, uh, Zach Kiefer, he mentioned him earlier, reported that Jim Mersey doesn't really care if he has to eat money. Like, he's just willing to, like, eat Carson Wentz's contract. I mean, he's going to have to eat some of it regardless. But, um, obviously, he would like to save that $7 million, But yeah, you're, n- you're not even getting what the Eagles got for Wentz yeah, at this point. No. I mean, you've got to look at the Colts. And uh, if you're the Colts, if you're Jim Mersey and you're, you're, you're looking at this situation – if Wentz is on the Colts roster in 2022, he'll earn $28.29 million of base salary under the current terms of this deal. If the Colts release him, they absorb $15 million in dead money. Um, that's a hit for net, net cap savings of more than $13 million. I mean, this is something that if 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 Chris if Chris Ballard is looking at this, and obviously you're looking at the cap and you're looking at crunching the numbers, that's a tough hit. The Eagles took that hit this past year, got away with it. Um, the Colts need that flexibility with that money. Um, you're gonna try to have to try a trade, find a trade partner. I don't think you will, not with that contract. And I don't think the Colts. I mean, the Colts could sit there and say, well, "Yeah, we'll take some of this money." You're still gonna have to absorb the majority of that salary to move him. I think he's gonna be released. I really do. I don't. I don't find a trade partner out there um, suitable for him. I don't see the Steelers doing it. I don't see a team like the Buccaneers doing it. I, I don't. I don't see a team taking on that contract when you have quarterbacks in the draft that you could take, when you have some cheaper free agent options out there, nobody's going to take a $29 million quarterback that can't even beat the two and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true though, because I do think that he's better than a lot of quarterbacks that start on teams right now. I, I just think, especially like the, the Jacksonville loss, like I've said a million times and I've, I've screamed it at you <laughs> that I don't think that it was all his fault because it wasn't. It the, the whole team was bad. The whole team. Like, from the defense to the offense to the special teams to the offensive line to the wide receivers dropping passes to Jonathan Taylor not being able to make any runs because mostly the offensive line not making things for him and the defense giving making Trevor Lawrence look like the best quarterback in the league. Like, it wasn't all his fault. And I do think that there's, there's quarterbacks out there that – aren't as good as Carson Wentz. So I don't think we are going to give him away for nothing. Maybe if they're really worried about the money and not finding a trade partner, maybe they'll release him. But I think that that would be just releasing someone and like with no backup plan. Like if we don't trade for anyone, then why would we release him? Like we're just going to run with him and just live our lives. Like if we're not trading for a, a Russell Wilson or something, then who are we, who are we going with? Jacob Eason or Sam Eleanor? Maybe be drafted a quarterback in this year's draft. Yeah, but what quarterback are we going to get without a first-round pick that's going to be good enough to start? Not going to happen. Carson Wentz is the only other answer if we don't trade for a quarterback like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. And I, and I think happening. I think I think this is where you might be looking at a bridge gap guy. Like, look, you're going to try to get what you want for Wentz, 
And then you're going to be looking at a guy like Jameis Winston or a guy like Carson Wentz over Jameis Winston. Obviously, but I mean, you're not. Are you going to take Carson Wentz with that salary over Jameis Winston? I'm sure. One more year, maybe. Um, I just there's a lot to get figured out there in Indianapolis and wherever Wentz ends up, he's sure not the Eagles problem anymore. And it looks like he will not be the Colts problem either. Um, It's, it's getting murky out there. It it really is. And then obviously as some news came out a little bit today that the Eagles are going to be swinging heavy per Albert Breer um, for Russell Wilson and or Deshaun Watson. Now I think Jalen Hurts um, deserves one more year to see if he could build. But if if math, but I mean the Eagles have the ammunition, right? The Eagles have the ammunition. If and this is the point that I wanted to bring up from earlier. You have seen two of the past two, well, the past two Super Bowl champions go out and get their quarterback in the off season. And a lot of teams are going that avenue now. You look at what the Denver Broncos could do. Go after Aaron Rodgers. You look at, you know, potentially a team going after Kyler Murray in Arizona. You look at the possibility of the, a team like the Eagles going after Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Um, Carolina going after Deshaun Watson. Those teams, I mean, there are teams that I've mentioned that have a core question marks around the quarterback position remain a guy like Russell Wilson to the Eagles, Deshaun Watson to the Eagles, or a guy like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos or the Colts for that matter, or the Colts. Um, Pittsburgh is another team, right? Great defense. Great defense. Great defense. You you, You throw Aaron Rodgers. Now I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Pittsburgh. I'm gonna say that right now, but you put Aaron Rodgers I, to the to Pittsburgh. I put Jimmy Garoppolo to Pittsburgh. Nah. I don't know, man. Things could nah. happen. Jimmy Garoppolo nah. just took the 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 49ers offense to to this NFC Championship game in a Super Bowl a couple years ago. He could definitely take a, a great. Now he's going to be carried by his defense wherever he goes. If 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 he's going to be successful, because I do not think he is elite status carry the team even when the defense is playing badly. I don't think he's that. But give him a good defense, Broncos or or um, the Steelers with guys like Chase Claypool and Najee Harris. Obviously, they need some work on the offensive line. I expect line. Juju to that. be back too. I expect yeah, Juju and Deontay Johnson and Deontay one, Johnson. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all those weapons, I think. I think Jimmy could at least compete for a playoff spot, if not the division, honestly. Yeah, and there's there's quite like look, I, I really look at, you know, and again, like the Eagles to me, like that they have the amu- like look, you have Jalen Hurts, and obviously if you go and trade for a quarterback, Jalen Hurts isn't going to be there. So Jalen Hurts is going back to the team that you're trading. And probably a first and something else, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if it's Russell Wilson, the price isn't going to be as high as it is Deshaun Watson. But you look at the Eagles, the Broncos, the Steelers, teams that have the means to go and get these guys. I mean, the landscape of the NFL is pretty fluid right now. And it's because of these quarterbacks. Like the Vikings, are are they really committing to a 33-year-old Kirk Cousins? I mean, it, it, this is truly going to be a fascinating offseason. What are what about the Browns? What if they haven't? I mean, they they say that Baker's going to be back. They'll say that to the public. Guess what? Howie Roseman told me straight to the face, you know, via press conference, you know, as I'm sitting there trying to figure out that Carson Wentz was going to be the Eagles quarterback in 2021. Okay, um, I think it's like you know the. One, they're not going to tip their hand in any negotiations. Two, they don't. Maybe they don't even think that they're going to trade him. Like, and then someone comes to them and they're like, "Hey, Deshaun Watson," and then you're like, "Okay, well, well, now we're talking." Like, like you don't even know. Like the trade, the like, even if they're not being aggressive, other teams might go to them. Like, you know, if I'm the Houston Texans, I go to the Eagles. I go to the Eagles. Say, are you in love with Jalen Hurts? Because Jalen Hurts wasn't bad. Jalen Hurts is a guy you could probably nope. build around. He wasn't fantastic. He's not Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be there. So you the go question to, to remain about Jalen Hurts is: Can he can he develop into a true NFL 
passer. But, and there's questions there. But, but he's a guy I go to. Like, I'm if I'm going to, like, you know, like, because they also have the picks is the thing. Like, especially right. like this year, if you're trying to make something happen before the draft, like Eagles have what, three picks? Three in the for, they have, they have uh, 15, 16, and 19. So if I go, if I'm Houston, that's the first team I'm calling because I mean, the Seahawks can give you Russell Wilson, who's older. Um, but like, obviously I don't think Russell Wilson wants to go to the Texans. He has a no trade clause, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I may he be does. wrong. Yeah, he I does. So he, he has a say in where he's going to go, but two teams. So his list is apparently like six to eight teams that he's willing to go. Two of those teams three of those teams, I should say, are in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. The Giants, the Commanders. Why would you want to go to the Giants? And the Eagles. Why would you want to go to the Commanders? New York. Uh, uh, and, and and Washington, I, I don't get that. I don't get that marriage at all, and I don't think that's realistic, but Washington is on the list, and obviously yeah, the Eagles you, are as well. Just to live in New York, it's cold as shit here. You'd, why would you want to come here and to me, crap to me, franchise? at least – you know, where I'm at as an Eagles fan and looking at this Eagles organization and the current state of this team, you have to truly believe that you could contend for an NFL championship in the next two, three years if you're bringing in Russell Wilson. If you don't, I would go the Deshaun Watson route. And do I think the Eagles are close? Yeah, I think they're close. But I think you need to see what they do this offseason and what they do through the draft. And you need to see some more things from the youth perspective materialize because those deficiencies showed up against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I mean, that's kind of my take on that. I think, you know, Jimmy G is a good fit for Washington. I think Jimmy G goes there. That's just my gut. Um, I think Rogers goes to the Colts. I think Kyler stays put. I really don't think, I think that's being brought up to be a little bit more than there is there. I think that's more of a shot to try to get him to like shape up. And he, he came out the Mature next day. a little bit. Yeah, he came out the next day and he was like, man, like, I'm going to try to work on myself or whatever. Yeah. And so you think exactly. Rodgers is going to the Colts? You just no, I think, no, Broncos. But, oh, I thought Broncos. you said you said Colts. Did I? I meant Broncos. No, I do not I, think Rodgers. You dropped that bomb on me and I was like, what? Was this what? I do not. I think the Colts cool. are stuck <laughs> with Jacob Eason. Um, but... We're going with Carson Wentz. We're, there's no way we are going to be like, sure, we'll go with Sam Eleanor over Carson Wentz. Like, as bad as Carson Wentz is, he's not a backup quarterback. This guy's none of the guys on the Colts roster are ready besides for Wentz to play, I don't believe. So, if we can't get a deal done, I'm pretty sure we're not going to drop. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we want to rid ourselves of that and just wash our hands of it. But I don't know why we'd be starting a rebuild like that, like a complete and utter rebuild with like the best running back in the league and one of the best uh, offensive lines in the league. So I, I don't it's, know. It's going to be an interesting retool, and we are going to be here for all of it, obviously, with um, you know free agency coming, the new league year coming, and the NFL draft underway in April as well. Before we head to the basketball side of things, I do want to remind our friends that we are sponsored by Mohawk Honda and it is a new year with new goals. Start your new year right behind the wheel of a new or pre-owned vehicle that fits your budget and your new year's resolution. Stop into Mohawk Honda and check out their broad selection of pre-owned inventory. They are there to find that right make and model and price point to fit your budget. Their goal is to help you meet your goals. Let Louis, the VIP man, Morales, Jay Cotsauce Doyle, Cars with Kern Sabota, or Mark from Clifton Park Ellis Jr. connect you up with the perfect deal. And right now is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Same day, check in your hand the day you trade in your vehicle, even if you don't buy a car from them that day. Just ask for Brian with BMAC, McKenna, Mike Bennis, Nicole Oser, or Cam. Let's do a deal, McKenna. Again, all of their sales and leasing consultants will make your New Year's automotive goals their top priority. Start the new year right with just the right deal at Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. <sighs> it happened, Taylor. Oh, yeah. It happened, I Taylor. I didn't think it would. I wouldn't, didn't think it would. Taylor, I it. Taylor, Taylor. I doubted it. Oh, James Harden is a sixer, baby. After two years of praying that it would happen, 
it happen. Ben Simmons, get the fuck out of Philadelphia and go to Brooklyn and get your sorry ass in shape so we can see you March 10th. Can't wait. Can't wait to see you there, boo. Um, This was a deal that just had to happen. Had to happen. It materialized over the week of the NBA trade deadline. And the official deal was James Harden and Paul Millsap go to the Sixers in return for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Um, This, to me, and Taylor, I'll I'll ask for your thoughts first, but this is a slam-dunk trade by Daryl Morey and the Sixers. When you really look at what they gave up, which wasn't much in my opinion, um, I mean, you gave up a player that won, wasn't playing in a Sixers uniform again, so I don't even count him as an asset. Those draft picks mean nothing if you go where you really think this team could go, which is win a championship. So in theory, and it's not as cut and dry as this, in theory, you traded Seth Curry and Andre Drummond for James Harden and paired him with this year's MVP in Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and James Harden, one of the best duos in the NBA now, and the Sixers are now the favorite in the East, in my opinion. Um, I think it was a good trade. I texted you about it when it happened. Um, I honestly, I think it's a decent trade for both sides. Um, for the Sixers side, I was critical of, uh, Maury for holding on to Ben Simmons for as long as he did. I, was I one think of all of us were, I, yeah, I think a lot of people were saying, you know, you're not going to get that good. Like his, his, his trade status is not like very high and our, his trade value. And I didn't think it was, um, but you waited, you waited for a player who is elite a top 10 ish player, depending on where he's dropped off a little bit this year, but maybe that was just disinterest. Hopefully with the, with Philly, he gets it back in gear and starts to get into like really like gung ho championship mode. I hope that he starts putting up, you know, 50 point games again, along with Joel Embiid. Um, and that pick and roll should be nasty. Um, but you got him. You did not have to give up Maxi or uh, Thibel, which I think which is was huge, huge because <laughs> Maxi is a great playmaker. He can a uh, good scorer, and Thibel is probably your best defender outside of Embiid. Um, Could win Defensive Player of the Year if you know you know he got enough national love, but he never will. But that's yeah. a conversation for another day. Yeah, there's yeah that that is another <laughs> a different conversation, but. Um, on the flip side, you gave up Ben Simmons, who, like you said, wasn't even playing for you. So no loss there. Um, is it the only loss that you have is the addition that the Nets will get because they're actually going to have him playing. And I know that you'll talk shit about him all day long, but if there's one thing that he's really good at, it's defense and passing, which he will give them. They don't necessarily need him to score that. And I say you don't need him to score because you have Kyrie at least, you know, away games um and kevin durant when he comes back hypothetically when those two are on the court along with the fact that you gave him seth curry who is your best your probably your best three-point shooter at the time i think um and um then drummond to give them size which they lacked um so in a way it it was the only bad part about it for Philly is what they gave to the Nets because I do think it makes the Nets better overall. If everyone's healthy and playing, um, especially if Simmons is out of the environment that so irked him, maybe he will get back to playing like an all star. And if that happens, um, being able to distribute the basketball to the scorers in Kyrie and Kevin Durant and also defend at a high level, high enough that he is one of those guys who is in defensive player of the year conversations most years, at least one of, if not the best perimeter defender, especially with Kawhi out um, in the NBA, definitely one of them. Um, I think that it was a good trade for the Nets and they got two first round picks. I do think that, like you said, for Philly, you don't care about those picks. Mm-mm. Rookies do not win you championships. Mm-mm. So it doesn't matter. You're in championship mode right now. You're in championship window. As long as hopefully James Harden stays and Embiid is in his ultimate prime, um, barring everyone staying healthy, you know, knock on wood. This is your moment. This is your window again for Philly. It has opened up again. It was kind of closing with Ben Simmons not there. Like, I don't right. think you had enough this year to win without Ben Simmons. Oh, no, 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 no. no. 
And so it was, it was kind of, he was, Ben Simmons was literally closing the door on you. And now that is gone. And so who cares about the picks? No one cares about the picks. They're going to be low anyway, if you're playing well, which you will be. So, I mean, even if they don't win the chat, like, God, I hope they win a championship. But even if they don't, like those picks just aren't going to be, they're going to be trash. They're going to be trash um, for a championship team. They're not going to be good for the Nets either. Cause the Nets are also a championship aspirating team. So right. they're not going to be like, you don't, you just don't get many rookies that are like big contributors on championship. The Sixers teams. kind of found time. I mean, Tyrese Maxey was happens. like 20, like, like it happens, but very, it's very, a, it's a big gamble. I mean, Nikola um, Jokic is another example of that. Of course, but, you can uh, find diamonds in the rough, but right. I mean, you could have Jokic with what, the second round. Like, it doesn't even you don't right. even need to have a first round pick right. for that. And right. so, and so, the Sixers are going to have their second round picks and whatnot. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's I think it's a win win for both sides. I think obviously, I th- if James Harden can play out to his full potential, I think it's more of a mm-hmm. win for Philly than it is for the Nets. Oh, definitely. but it's still it's still really good for the Nets because the Nets need that defense. And they need and my, like Maury had the terrible hand and everybody in the league knew that Simmons wanted out. Right. And he yeah. had to, he had to make a trade or else he was, I mean, we, we talked about it last week or else you're wasting this brilliant season by Joel Embiid. I, I mean, you cannot, and, and I've talked about this on May for Philly. I've talked about this with you. We're past the point of talking about, well, let's stockpile picks and trust the process. No, 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 no. The process, this completes the process. You have to win with Joel Embiid now. He's 28 years old. Like, look, he's still in his prime and will be for a while. However, hopefully, like, don't stop pushing it down the road. Like, the Philly fans got in, not all of them, but, and I, I'm in that, obviously, in that environment every single day. Philly fans got to this point where like they were so brainwashed to think like more draft picks, more draft picks, just keep pushing it down the line. What's better for the future? No, no, no. Eventually you got to win now. And this was the move Daryl Morey had to make to win. Now he made 150 on the dollar for Ben Simmons. I mean, I mean, let, let's, let's be clear on that. I did not expect I was broken when I when he turned down Halliburton and Buddy Heald because he didn't think that was enough. And yeah. look, what if Halliburton would have a caliber of Halliburton put the Sixers in the championship contending discussions? Sure. But not to the point that James Harden will with the Sixers. And the fact that you kept Ty- I can it's almost as much of a win to keep Tyrese Maxey. And let him learn with James Harden, sit with James Harden, work with James Harden, play with James Harden. He's only going to get better. You kept my Matisse Tybel. You have Danny Green still on the bench. Like this is <clears throat> this is a team that. Look, I get it. James Harden's not the same player that he was a few seasons ago, but he is still very, very good. And the attention's not going to be on him. I think this is a Sixers team that that's destined to win at least the Eastern Conference this year. Now, when you talk about the Nets, um, trading hard for Simmons may seem like a downgrade, and yes, I think it is. But to your point, yeah, if, if Simmons does play, if you could get Simmons at 25 years old to at least play back up to his potential, sure. Now, how long is it going to last? I don't know. I, I mean, that's a, that's a serious question. Who knows what his mental state is? if there is a mental state, because clearly he's not too worried about his mental health, because as soon as he got traded, he showed up on the net sideline. So you're a coward for that as well, Ben. Um, This is, I mean, a guy, he finished second defensive player of the year, but you know what it is about Ben? You can't have him on the floor in the final minutes of a close game. You can't hack a Ben's going to come out. We, I, I lived it. I watched it happen in front of my own eyes against the Hawks last year. Hackaben was real. And unless he develops some type of a jump shot or a free throw, which there's no evidence out there to stay, say that he is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't see how it gets better. You saw a clear cap of potential with Ben Simmons. There are clear deficiencies. Now, is he very, very good on the defensive side of the ball and moving the ball up court? Yes, absolutely. Is he a potentially good fit with Kyrie and Kevin Durant? To be determined. I think they still lack some shooting. Um, And that's where Seth Curry comes in. 
But at well, the same time, Joe Seth Curry's a role. He's a role player. I mean, yeah, they, Seth Curry was forced into the starting lineup this year because Ben didn't play. Seth Curry was not in the starting lineup last year. He's a role player. So to to assume that he's going and I get it. You have Kevin Durant. You have Kyrie for your road games. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, save me with the Nets got better with this. I I, I don't see it. They got better than what they were. I I I I just. I don't the see offensive how, fits messy. It's too messy. I, I don't think it is though, because because the dream is you have uh, the end of game stuff. That that's a huge concern. But I don't think that's going to be an issue. Well, I mean, it will be an issue, but that's only end of game. Like you're not hacking Ben all game long, to an extent. Um, does he need to get a free throw? Yeah, uh, of course he needs to learn how to shoot free throws. You're a professional because, basketball player. Learn how to make easiest, a free throw. That that would be the easiest fix. If he just did that, then it's okay. If he like can't shoot because you can drive and you can get fouled and they'll be at least have to respect that. I like Seth Curry. He gives you immense shooting um three point shooting. So you can space the floor to the point where if the ball is in Ben's hands and you have Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris, when he comes back and uh, Seth Curry on the outside with Kevin Durant, wherever you want him, he's a threat to shoot it from wherever you can space the floor a ridiculous amount. Like you, you won't be able to put anyone in the middle to stop a Ben Simmons drive. If all those people are on the floor at the same time. Now is their defense amazing in that lineup? No, because they're a little undersized. They can also throw in Patty Mills wherever they want at, 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 it to put like where Joe right. Harris is out right now. So you can yeah. put him in. They, they desperately miss Joe Harris. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, they do. They, they need, they have a bunch of three point shooters. On, and that's the logic with Seth Curry, but pretty much trust. I mean, Joe Harris was kind of trash in the playoffs last year, but um, that's neither here nor there. You hope for his sake that he's better, but when you have Kyrie and you have Kevin Durant, there's not much more offense you need. And just having shooters to space the floor is enough, I think, to to really open it up for them. And especially if Simmons is the one who can do those driving kicks, who can who can play that point guard and run the offense so that you leave Kyrie and Kevin Durant to do what they do best, which is score. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are not run-the-floor guys. Kyrie may be a point guard, but he's more of a shooting guard, let's be honest. He's a guy who wants to score. That's what he does best. Dribble and score. He doesn't. He's not a passer. He's never been a passer. So now you have a guy who can run your offense, and on the other side, he gives you defensive player of the year caliber perimeter defense that you're sorely lacking. You're missing all types of defense, but you also get John Day Drummond, who isn't a huge guy, but you know what? He can rebound and he can be that anchor in the back. Uh, Drummond was very, very serviceable, you know, good for 10 to 15 minutes off the bench to spell Joel Embiid. He was a nice piece. I mean, I was, look, obviously to go and get a Harden, you were going to give up something, but to sit here and, and be a, for me to sit here and say, damn, we lost Drummond. Damn, we lost Seth Curry for James I just, Harden. I just don't have that. I, I think, don't have it. I think both teams got better, but I think Philly got to the most better. To, yeah, to say I was gonna say more better. Better better er better er. Better er. I think Philly <laughs> upgraded a ridiculous amount from a guy who wasn't playing at all to James Harden, a former MVP. And Philly uh, and the Nets, they got better. They, they they upgraded. What I think the Nets' biggest problem is, is Kyrie Irving and the fact that he cannot play home games. It will come back to bite them, obviously, like in the playoffs, all the time. Like when they have to play their, their two home games that he's not going to be there for. Games one and two, well, actually it won't be one and two for them because they're so freaking low. Games like two and three uh, of their first and every playoff series because I doubt that they're, I mean, unless Ben Simmons comes back and really ramps up quickly, they're not going to be climbing the standings i don't think right. too much they're basically out of the playoffs right now they're like what the 10th seed or something nine they're they're currently the eighth seed right now and it does fluctuate but they are uh two and a half games and they just broke their 11 game losing streak on monday night <laughs> oh, good for them um yeah <laughs> all right i mean they don't uh, have kevin durant too so that that's there's a there's thing. a very it's a very deep east that i think the nets like they got better, yes, but you don't know when Ben Simmons is coming back. Uh, he says he hopes to return for March 10th against the Sixers. Let me tell you, the city of Philadelphia is going to break his mental state if he is that soft. So yeah, well, he may not he's want prepared to. for that because yeah. that's why he didn't come back. Because even on Philly team, he would have gotten eviscerated. Uh, but but like you don't know <laughs> what Ben Simmons you're going to get when you get him back. Like I just no. don't see them competing 
with the Sixers, with the Heat, with the Bucks, with even the – I mean, I think they would handle the Cavs in a seven-game series, but you have to question that until you see what the team is going to look like come playoff time because how healthy is Kevin Durant? Can Kyrie play more than road games? What Ben nope. Simmons are you getting? I mean, you're going to get nice contributions from Seth Curry, but look, like, yeah, I, I just I, don't see on, it. On paper is basically every everything that I've been saying – is on paper. And that's yeah, what we said about the Nets the reality, for a year and a half. If you actually look at the reality of the situation, yeah, Kevin Durant's not there. Like, I talk about Joe Harris coming back. Kevin Durant's not back. So, nope. like, you need him back first to do anything. I mean, without Kevin Durant, you are nothing. You are nothing. Like, you you cannot compete in the East at all without the second or third best player no. in the league, obviously. Kyrie, that's not changing. If he hasn't got vaccinated yet, I don't know why he'd get vaccinated now. Like, no, and you, you, you saw this too. Like, I, I you know, this th- came out. The report came out that Kyrie was frustrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie was frustrated that he can't play home games. I'm like, well, you can, you idiot. Well, just get vaccinated. There's a pretty easy, s- pretty easy solution to that, Kyrie. It's, it's like we're like in an episode of like like curb your enthusiasm it should be playing because i was like you you're frustrated you can't but you could you can't like, yeah, yeah. an easy fix like <sighs> you know we i mean it's Kyrie. we all know that you know it's 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 not easy working with Kyrie Irving and trying to get common sense out of Kyrie Irving. And so, yeah, Kyrie's not going to be there, I don't think. For So you're going to have to only have him for road games. You better hope that, you know, at least game seven because you're not getting, you're let me tell you game seven is gonna be on the road. <laughs> home 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 court advantage is, like, yeah it's exactly. not too late but it's right. too late you know in fact in fact the nets might want to try for away court advantage so that they can have all their players play <laughs> <laughs> like lose games on purpose to get away field advantage because it's the only time they can play with their full yeah. team Touché. Um, all but, right yeah yeah i mean yeah. you need kevin durant and 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 ben simmons you exactly you don't know how he's going to be he hasn't played in forever it feels like um and he wasn't playing his best basketball when he was so. yeah so exactly and and so yeah on paper nets got better like in 2k sure when they have everyone back nets will be pretty playable in real life i don't know i don't know mix will be weird but philly we have definitely a- got better we have about three minutes left here, Taylor, and and I do want to touch on this before we go. Like we talked about the Sixers and we talked about the Nets, but let's let's broaden it up. We have the NBA trade deadline behind us now. It's, it's crunch time. You have the teams. We know what the teams are moving into the dog days of the NBA season. You look at the NBA championship favorites and. You, you look at the Suns, you look at the Warriors, uh, the, you look at the Sixers, the Heat, the Bucks in the East. To me, those are the five teams to really hone in on. The Suns, the Warriors in the West, and the Sixers, Bucks, and Heat in the East. When you're talking about realistic, legit NBA championship contenders. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um I, I think Cleveland's a little too young. Look, I, 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 great season. There's there's two teams that I put in the same group, and I had this exact conversation with a buddy of mine the, the other day. Memphis and Cleveland, two very, very good young teams. Not there yet. Not I'm, there yet. I'm slightly higher on Memphis because I do think that in terms of one superstar who can really carry the load at times, John yeah. Morant is yeah. – like Cleveland doesn't – like Cleveland has – garland and he's good and they have jared allen who is pretty good and they have a lot of really good complimentary pieces around them uh mobley you know he he's young uh but when i look at memphis it's just you can like jock and carry you through a, a playoff series i think so uh, i i don't know if they have enough to get to the championship but i wouldn't count them out i think they could easily make a run um and then in in the east like you said miami's up there Chicago, I don't really, I don't really not know. What buying not, them. Buying not buying it. Not buying it. Not buying it. I think, like, they look, still Demar Derozan's playing great. Don't get me wrong. Alongside Zach Levine and the Bulls have been a very, very good team this year. However, in a seven-game series against a team like the Sixers or the Bucks, they're going to get worn down. They're going to get bullied, and they're not going to have enough to come back. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, Milwaukee. They don't even, have an answer for Giannis. They don't have an answer for Embiid. They don't have the response mm-hmm. to 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 match the shooting of Harden. Yeah. And I think the Bucks are just too deep. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. And Miami's too good defensively. I think they can they can slow down Chicago. I'm not worried about Miami. Um the Milwaukee, Heat are kind of like that team like you want like you want to believe in them and, uh, and obviously at US I Heat do. fan you do. <laughs> like I want to believe I don't want to believe in the Heat obviously as a Sixers fan, but like yeah. talking about the like I like what the Heat bring to the table. I love Jimmy Butler a lot. Um, I think this is a very good, obviously one of the better coached teams in the NBA. I don't even think that's a conversation, yeah. um, but this is a heat team as well. Like when you look at facing a team, I'm going to bring up the same two teams, Taylor, like the Bucks and the Sixers. I feel like they're like a slight notch below them, a slight notch. Were you worried about um, like what happened last year in the playoffs for the heat? where they got there and then we were expecting, you know, Jimmy Butler to to carry like he did do what he did in the bubble. Yeah. And he and he didn't and it was kind of like, "Whoa, all right, like, well, now like we got to retool." Bam's having a huge season. However, can that materialize to the, the playoffs? Is, like Bam we, struggled in the playoffs last year too. But but the team is better. It's different. It, it, yes, it's better. It like is. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's one addition. He's a hard nosed player, very good. And experience won a championship. PJ Tucker, Tucker played well. in a lot yes. of big games. Good defender. Uh, hard nosed edged guy. He he's one of those bruisers, if you will. And and so yeah, I do think that they're a better team than they were last year, and I think that they can really uh, make some noise. But. Who knows how far they can get? Because I don't know. I because it's hard to trust Jimmy. Because Jimmy did yeah. so well in the bubble, no. and then he followed it up with that performance. See, like, so it's like I, I don't want to discredit really Jimmy Butler because personally, I like Jimmy Butler I do a too, lot, obviously. But um, like, and I I kind of discredit the Lakers championship too. Like anything that happened in the bubble, like I'm a. Yeah, I, I kind of slightly not, discredit. I'm not it. one of those guys. I'm not a. I'm not a bubble hater. Obviously, because I'm I a bubble hate. hater. Yeah. Well. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but I mean, obviously, there's some things that were weird in the bubble. Um, uh, forget that pa- the Pacers player who is like, like I forget who it was, but he was like freaking Michael Jordan for a couple uh, 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 play-in yeah. games or whatever. The like, the, the only thing that game. materialized <laughs> from the bubble was the Grizzlies. Yeah. The Grizzlies going on fire and actually building on it and now they're one of the top teams in the western conference like i said i think they're slightly below I mean, as I think, well i think the with term i mean if we're talking about the bubble it, it was just the the it's not so much the bubble itself i think it was the three months of rest in the middle of the season that too yeah, like, that too. That like really helped like people like lebron james and anthony davis yeah. who get hurt all the time and like anthony davis gets hurt and lebron just being lebron having that rest period i think it was more of that than the actual bubble itself um like everyone was like healthy as all as all hell, so um, yeah. But I, I I and in the West, obviously the Warriors and the Suns. Yeah, I think there's a clear right top there. two there. I yeah. think there's a clear top two. The Suns are playing sure. lights out, and then the Warriors. If I had to predict an NBA championship right now, an NBA Finals to me would be the Warriors and the Sixers. That's what I'm going with when it comes to my finals prediction. I think I might go with Phoenix making it again. And see, I, I don't know. The East is so tough. Like, I still think Giannis could and the Bucks could make Very a well could. Very well could. I think Miami could do it. I think the Sixers obviously can do it. Um, and, like... Don't say the Nets. I'll kill you. I'm gonna get through. I'm gonna <laughs> go through this camera healthy? and kill you. It's everyone's healthy. I, I'm you done with the ifs. I'm done with the ifs. I want to see what I said. The it's state Kevin of Durant. the teams as of now. Durant's not healthy. Okay. Kyrie can't play home Fine. games, and Ben Simmons is a mental nutcase. No, Fine. I'm not picking the Nets as a legit NBA championship Fine. contender. If right now, I had to pick. I'd say Milwaukee. I'd say rematch of last finals. Rematch. Milwaukee and the Suns. I know I it's a terrible rematch. I hope that the Warriors make it, wrong. but I, the the Suns have been so good against the Warriors that I don't know if they met in a seven game series. I think or not I think Clay Thompson's only getting getting better, and that I think true. Draymond just doing a little more in his rehab. James Wiseman might be coming back. Steph Curry. If Wiseman is, comes back. That that's a different story because uh, uh, not that right. he's like a 
superstar or anything, but he does give them it's gonna help. much needed size. He's gonna much help. Much needed size. Like, he gives them interior defense for days compared to what they have right now. And uh, and just personally, like, yeah, am I, is there a way I'm not picking the Sixers to go to the finals? No. But at the same time, yeah, like, I, I, I look at... I look at the way Embiid is playing and just, in my I opinion. I have to see the fit first. I have to me. see the fit too. But there is the potential there to have one of the greatest duos, at least since Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, there's the um, potential for sure. And, and, and the pick and the, just the, what they could do in the pick and roll game. But what happens if um, Harden starts doing his whole like dribble, dribble, dribble for everything? Like, are they going to do that? Are they going to try to just run a lot of pick and roll? I, 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 I Look, and that's going to be up to Doc. The ball up and they use the, him off ball. Like that's going to be know. up. That's going to be up to Doc to figure out. And I, and I think Ty, I think Maxie's still going to be the primary ball carrier. I do. Yep. Um. And I think I think Harden, and he talked about it a little bit in his presser today. He was introduced to the media today by the Sixers, and today, as in Tuesday, that's when we record. And I, and I know we need to get out of here, so I'll be quick on it. But um, Harden was really excited about the fact of mentoring Tyrese Maxey and helping his game come along as well. And I think Harden is, that's what he was missing. Like you're not telling Kyrie what to do. You're not helping Kyrie. <laughs> you, you know, I, I yeah. think, I think Harden was looking not only to contend and obviously play with Joel Embiid and reunite with Daryl Morey. And he did say Philly is where he wanted to go to begin with, not Brooklyn. I but remember he did back not in the day when we did not dictate that there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think he's embracing the mentorship role as well and what he can do with Tyrese Maxey. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic, but I, I think this, the dog days of the NBA season are going to be really fun to talk about. Um, that will do it for this week's episode of sports with a Z and a T Remember to follow us on Twitter, sports underscore podcast, obviously sports with a Z there, as well as mine and Taylor's Twitter accounts at ZBryce21 and at TLATS, two T's, two S's there for Taylor. Uh, and then obviously you can find our episode and every episode of sports with a Z and a T on Spotify. Make sure you rate at the top left-hand corner there where the star is simple, easy, one press of the button, and you can go and quick and rate, share with your friends and family co-workers whatever it may be you can also <laughs> find us on apple Podcasts as well and if you want to see our awesome faces uh the youtube side of things as well all right that's it's all rocking. that's it all right. all right all right good talk good, no i got nothing hey, you you pretty much you pretty much covered it all um <laughs> good talk. I, and enjoy <laughs> enjoy watching the nba this week and sad that football's over We'll talk to you next. I know first weekend without football. And on that note, uh, <laughs> this was sports with a Z and a T stay safe out there and we will catch you next week. See ya.